Hello there, this is Joe Cameron from the First Tee Directors Club and Julian Mellor of the Easiest Swing and Golf. Uh, welcome to our podcast, which today is all about why senior golfers shouldn't copy the pro golfers. Absolutely. Why correct, is that? Joe. Three top reasons why. Top reasons, too much tension, right. too much effort, and it's not body friendly. The mm. modern golf swing is hurting golfers, no question about it. Well, I can't wait to hear why, because uh, a big reason, Masters on this weekend, so everybody's out with their golf clubs, they're enthused, inspired, and they're going to want to copy what they see. Absolutely. It's the best tournament uh, to kick off the season. Uh, hopefully the sun's shining over there in, in Augusta, and people get inspired, they want to get the clubs back out and they want to get playing again. Um, but they're going to they're gonna start to watch the very best players in the world, see how they swing the golf club, and unfortunately, 95% of senior golfers plus are not going to be able to copy a tour pro's golf swing. Why is that? We all like to think that we're, you know, fit and healthy and that sort of thing. So why not? The, these guys are unique. They, they train like you wouldn't believe in the gym, most of them. Uh, they're incredibly athletic, but unfortunately, their golf swings are hurting them. I mean, Tiger Woods is a prime example. I'd, I'd actually written Tiger off a year ago. I didn't think he'd ever come back. And I'm pleased to say that he is back playing. And I would say he's modified his golf swing to suit his body uh, rather than going down the, uh, the tour player template type swing. Uh, but golfers are unfortunately been, been led down this path that's making them not enjoy their golf anymore. Uh, I mean, just look at the guys who came on the last course. Well, I think it's amazing, isn't it, how we go around the room on your um, one-day Easiest Swing in Golf um, programme and just get them to tell us what their confidence levels in their golf are. And some, some are thinking of packing up, some are down as low as one out of ten, aren't they? Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, what, what would be a common theme that's come across? I could say it, but what would be a common theme that's come across about... Um, a journey that they've been on. Well, most of them, most of them used to play golf quite a high level, didn't they? When they're younger, um, it goes a bit off track, and they go for lessons, and it completely confuses them. And then their handicaps go up. You know, some guys have like almost doubled their handicap, haven't they? Yeah, in in a relatively short space of time. You know, these guys are, you know, probably mid fifties plus, um, playing off two, three, four handicap. Really good golfers. Want to see if they can get a little bit better. They go down. The, the lesson route, the conventional lesson route, let's put it that way, uh, and generally stop what they, do in, what they do naturally, and they start getting very technical with a golf swing. They're, they're, they become position-led, uh, which in, in our world is, is not the way, way to do it. They get confused. They don't know how to take the club away. They, they're loaded full of tension and, and, and effort, and it's, it's ruining their golf. What's the, mo- what's the major body, you know, two or three major body parts that we're saying to relax a little bit that traditionally are the ones that you have to keep straight? So say if you've got like a, you know, a new hip or a new knee, it's fairly difficult to do what you used to do. Well, the, I think the worst, worst thing that we're, we're seeing, and, and the emails I get every week and uh, are asking similar things, um, they don't take into account people's bodies. Um, the, the, I'm going to say, I'm not saying all teachers because that, that would be wrong, but they, you have to take into account if people have had new knees, new hips, frozen shoulders, uh, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, bad necks, you, you name it. That needs to be taken into account and worked with, not against. Mm. And unfortunately, the modern golf swing works against those joints. 
and it's hurting golfers. It's absolutely killing their mm. killing their swing and killing their golf game. And it's not right, Joe. It's one not of, right. One of my favourite stories... Well, there's lots of these stories, isn't there, from the people that we see um, on the Easiest Swinging Golf Days. Uh, but many of them come thinking, uh, you know, they're starting to not enjoy their game and they're actually then surprised how much they can practice afterwards. Some, some come for a one-day course, don't they? And come back for the two-day and they're like, oh, my goodness me, now I've taken away the tension, I'm going my natural body. They can play more, enjoy it, you know. That guy that came over from Sweden, he was like, he said, my main reservation is... All my life, how am I going to play golf for like two and a half days? And um, and he still could. He could, and he, we could have done another two days. Yeah. Um, you know, we hit a lot of golf balls over the two days, and he was fresh as a daisy. But only because we worked with his body, not against it. What What about the guy who came on the one day course? who has got a pin in his arm. <laughs> His arm is, 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 is now bent, I'm going to say, by 15 to 20 degrees. Yeah. It's, it, because a pin goes from, from his um, kind of forearm in, into the top of his arm. And he's been for a lesson and he's been told to straighten his, his arm. arm. Well, <laughs> he's got a pin. I'm laughing. We, we've all laughed at it. He's laughed at it as well, hasn't he? You yeah, know, it, yeah, it just sounds ridiculous to think um, that if you're going for a golf lesson, you've got a pin in your arm, it can't possibly ever go straight. And they're telling him to straighten his arm. Yeah, and, and <laughs> they're saying, well, you won't be able to do it unless you straighten your arm, which is just rubbish, really. I think, you know what, um, I mean, often we've talked about the difference between uh, coaching and teaching. And I think that's the difference in the methodology of the easiest swing in golf. It's about, um, you know, getting people to understand where their point of ease is, you know, where, where, their, where are their obstacles, where are their barriers and working with it rather than trying to tell people what to do. Because trying to tell people what to do, you go away with, you know, a crowded mind, don't you? Well, you're absolutely right, Joe. But the the first thing uh, that um, uh, the Easy Swinging Golf Coach does is gets to understand a person's belief system. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if a person believes one thing and you're asking them to do something different, never the twain shall meet. They, they, it's not going to work. So an absolute must... Um, if you're if you're coaching people, is to find out what they believe, mm. and if that doesn't suit your methodology, then you need to maybe find a way of of, of um, testing that out. Uh, so our three big deadly don'ts are, are don't keep your head down, which I'm going to say probably 95% of the people who come to me believe that you have to mm. keep your head down, uh, and it's just simply not true. Number two is you've got to keep a straight left arm. It's not true, Joe. If if you're, you know, that guy who had a bent yeah, arm, but but um, if people are suffering with with uh, sore shoulders, sore elbows, poor wrists, if they keep that straight, it's putting more tension on them and causes uh, the the generally causes the muscles to shorten, uh, which will will uh, make them top the golf ball. And our third deadly note is don't keep your front foot pinned to the floor in the backswing. But most people are going to hear that and go, what? That yeah. goes completely against everything that I've heard or been taught or even not been taught. You know, it still Absolutely. goes in. Absolutely. And we've got, we've got some cool little um, demonstrations that we can do that can either prove or disprove yeah. this. And everybody's face when they do the first mm. two things uh, for the first time is just a picture. It's great, isn't it? Uh, and they don't, they don't believe they can do it yeah. uh, because they've been um, told and convinced that, that they have to do these things. So I think the biggest... Uh, if we talk to people uh, about their playing partners, if they've missed a shot, what would they commonly be told that they've done wrong? It's always, oh, you've lifted your head up. 
which is generally a load of rubbish. Mm. It's not true. Mm. Uh, there is a point when a person's head does lift up, yeah. but that happens because they're trying to keep the head down and they run out of room and they have to pull out of it. Yeah. Um, so that it can happen, but it's only because they're trying to keep the head down. If only they knew mm. how to move their head properly. Mm. Uh, and which, and, and if, if the truth is, it's not just their head, it's their eyes. Mm. If we can get them to move their eyes, their, their eyes control the head, the head controls the body. Mm. So if we can get them to do that and, and to release themselves of those chains that are holding them back, I mean, that's just a massive thing. Oh, it's amazing. I think, but I think, you know, if, if you're listening to this and thinking that can't be true, um, that's why we have to um, dispel the myths, don't we, and prove Absolutely. it, and that's what you do through your activities. But I just want to mention about beliefs, because people might think, oh, you know, if you're listening, you might think, what the heck's that? Uh, well, basically, like you say, your, your belief systems are a bit like your roots of the tree. They sit below the ground. Right. So you don't really know what they are until you're challenged on them, but they govern your own behaviour. So um, we've got this analogy. It's something called the Harvard Belief Tree. Um, by asking somebody to think about their tree, is it healthy? You know, is your golf swing healthy? Is the root... Is the, is the branch of the trees, is it doing well, is it flourishing well? If not, that's where you have to dig a little bit deeper to say, well, what I, what's actually sitting below the surface? My belief system. Challenge, challenging challenging the roots. those, yeah. yeah. So then you can start almost by your roots again, unpacking your golf swing, unpacking what you think it needs to, um, you know, to do to improve, and then you start to regrow your tree. You do you indeed. Lots of nice, um, green, healthy leaves on your tree again, yeah, <laughs> on your and, golf swing. And it's just, <laughs> but people don't realise they've got a belief system. That's yeah, the well, first that's, thing. Yeah, and that's why it's, it's challenging it when it comes on, on your yeah, program. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so important. Uh, and it's the first thing that we do on our one and two day courses. We get out there and, and a, a simple way that we do it is we ask um, people to, what would they teach me if I was a beginner? Mm. Uh, and I ask some simple questions, but it brings it out mm. of them. Uh, it's very revealing uh, what, what comes across. Mm. Uh, and then we can start to, to go about maybe... Uh, helping them make some natural changes, not not difficult. Um, we uh, we don't teach positions within the golf swing. We feel it's a movement, mm. and it's getting people to move freely without restriction. I think yeah. I think the main thing about the easiest swing in golf, as well as all that, is about the enjoyment of the game, isn't it? And most people that come on uh, come on our program say that they just go away inspired about their inspired. golf again, inspired, and that's the difference between somebody telling you what to do and somebody trying to get out the solutions from you. And that's why they go inspired in their own abilities again, don't they? Yeah, because they, they can naturally yeah. swing a golf yeah. club. My duty is to help them uh, mm. achieve that mm. and not by wrapping up in more and more um, technique. Mm. Um, so we're not only, um, we're not only help golf swings, mm. we help people enjoy the game. Um, one, one of the guys uh, who I was coaching, I asked him what value he got from coming for lessons with me. Mm. And he says, I'm going to tell you the value I, I've got. Um, and he says, I used to be the worst golfer in my golf club. He says, I'd go into a locker room, uh, there'd be a free ball, I'd ask them if I could join them. And then they sorry, we, we're made up, we're just waiting for our fourth guy. And they'd go out in a three ball. He says, and I knew I was the worst. He says, so I started um, on, on the journey and, and transforming my golf game. He says, and just, I think it was, uh, when, when I was last coaching, he says, a week before, the captain of the golf club had rung him up to represent the golf club. And he says, and, and he says, it almost made me cry. He says, but that's the value I'm getting. It's not because I've got a perfect golf swing. It's because I'm able to hit it better. I enjoy it more. 
I'm nicer to be around. I'm not so grumpy now. Uh, and we're also helping golf clubs. Because um, in my opinion, look after the seniors because there's a, a massive percentage of, of the members of your golf club. Mm. So give them uh, a reason to come to your venue. Help them with their golf swing. Let them bring out their natural swing. Mm. Let them have more fun. And ultimately, there's, and they're saying that golf's on the decline. I disagree. I think people have packed up because they've got frustrated yeah. with it. And I think we're helping reintroduce people back to the game well, what again. what about that 84-year-old? Um, that you, I mean, he, he, his friend said, because his friend recommended you to him, didn't he? Yeah. But he, his, his, his mental approach to, to almost everything has gone down, hasn't it? Because he's stopped enjoying the game. And he's 84. 84. And now what's he doing? So you did a half a day with him or something, didn't you? We did a half day. He's back playing. Mm. Um, he's enjoying playing the game. Because don't forget, golf is a game. So you don't, if you, if, let's say if you ask your children, you don't ask your child how they play, do they? They just play. <laughs> just so, play. <laughs> so he's enjoying playing the game, yeah. but only because we've, we've set him free from the chains that were holding him down, really. And he's back in, in good company again. You know, a lot of people we coach are widows. Mm. And, and it was their, their way of getting out of their house. And if they stop enjoying that, then they don't get out. And then they go downhill. And so we're not only helping golf swings, we're helping people enjoy life. Yeah. a bit more well, just to get out in the fresh air and be around you you know you your friend yeah i know absolutely yeah, yeah. so um, masters weekend this weekend masters there's not weekend. a lot going to be going on in our house this weekend i'm going to thoroughly enjoy um <laughs> watching the masters one of my friends who's another pro is out there watching it so i'm slightly envious yeah. of him uh, so Tim, if you're listening, fair play to you. I wish I was with you, but anyway, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I will be avidly watching it on telly, and I won't be copying their golf swings yeah. when I go back to the golf course. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start swinging free and easy as as normal. Well, I think um, is it how many you've got now? Half a million views on your YouTube channel, and most people that come on our day say they want to swing like you, don't they? They, they want do. to enjoy it. They want to, they want to be able to swing the golf golf uh, golf club like you Julian Meller because yeah, it I, looks easy relaxed nice rhythmic and all that sort of thing I I, I could be flattered by that but I, I don't really want people to swing like me I want them to, to swing, swing naturally like their, well, yeah, no. um, because of limiting mm. uh, things in their body so hips you know elbow joints you name it they've got it so I want them to swing naturally for them and if we can take away the tension get them to swing freely uh, then they'll have their own natural golf swing. Uh, I'm just thinking about um, my, one of my favourite stories about you is with your knee. When you were honestly a few years ago thought you were going to have a um, a new knee. It, uh, so I, I was a conventional teacher for mm. 25 years, Joe, as, as you know, and my if I hit balls probably for 20 minutes, so it's not hitting a lot of golf balls. Within that time, my left knee was pure agony. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm getting a little bit older, I'm 47 now. Um, I, might, I might need a new left knee because I think my knee's damaged. At no point did I think my golf swing was hurting my knee. I just thought it was a, a little bit of old age. Uh, and when, when I met Brian Sparks, the founder of the Easy Swing in Golf, and he allowed me to move my ankle freely, literally within two weeks of pain had gone. I've never had pain mm. again. Uh, but the, the, through restriction of keeping my left foot pinned to the floor, my knee was bending the wrong way, 
that was stopping my hips moving. My lower back started to be mobile when it should be um, stable. Uh, and then I got lower back pain as well. I was always at the uh, at the osteopath know, trying yeah. to get that fixed. But I must say, your posture is so much better as well now, isn't it? Yeah. Your posture is so much better since you've been... Uh, I've just taken away the tension yeah. from, from the joints. And yeah. I just didn't realise that my golf swing was hurting my body. Mm. I just thought it was my body that was hurting. Mm. Uh, and when, you know, when I started to, to allow things to move naturally... Oh my God, what a difference. Do you know, I heard something recently about, because um, like when you get frustrated with your golf swing or something, um, it obviously adds to the tension, which makes it harder. So you put another layer of hard on it. Yeah. So um, I, heard, I heard this thing that says, you know, if you think something's hard, you put in another layer of hardness on it. Yeah. That's really quite interesting, isn't it? It's so, so true. So yeah. by thinking about your golf swing and thinking that it could be more relaxed, so it could be easier, you're yeah. taking that level of hardness away. Yeah. So I wonder if it works the other way. <laughs> it makes it like doubly easier. I, I would, I'm going to say yes, it does. <laughs> if there was a I've, mathematical I'm, equation. I'm, I've done that and, yeah. and it definitely get easier. And one of the worst things that a golfer can do on a golf course is get frustrated. Because frustration leads to tension, mm. tension leads to uh, restricted golf swing. So we, we have a lovely saying, it's a nice day. Uh, so next time you're, you're out on, a, on your golf course, and hopefully it's not raining where you are, uh, it's a nice day, you're in a very nice mm. environment. If we hit a missed shot, so what? It doesn't matter. Because you, you now, Joe, you couldn't get me frustrated on the golf course. Mm. Because I know oh, how used bad to be, it is. Though. I, I've, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to admit to it now in front of all these people who are listening. I once came off a golf course with 28 golf clubs. I broke every club over my knee, purely in frustration, trying to search for perfection. And there is no such is thing no as such perfection. Thing as perfection. So, so forget that one. So um, if I could go back 20 years and give myself some advice, don't get frustrated on the golf course, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, learn to relax yeah. and learn to move freely. Yeah. Uh, they would be my my. It's that tips. thing about, um, it's called catastrophizing. You know, like when you hit a bad shot, you think you go from like hitting a bad shot to being, oh, this is a bad hole. Oh, this is a bad round. Oh, I'm rubbish at golf. It's sort of, you yeah. know, a juggernaut that comes through your brain. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case, but it's called catastrophizing. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give like, you a great example. You go, from, uh, you go from being a great golfer in your head when you start to being, you know, the most useless golfer on the planet in the, in the, in the space of one hole, yeah. you know, a couple of shots. So. I'm going I'm to give you a great example <laughs> of that, Joe. So when I was at, uh, at Leamington and County, uh, there was a, a three handicapper there, very, very good golfer, very capable. So I used to do the starting on the first tee. And um, there's, there's kind of a little pond left, uh, par five, and he's, don't forget it's a three handicapper. So he's hit the first one towards the pond, but we're not sure whether he's in it. And um, so he says, I'll play a provisional ball. Uh, and he's hit that in exactly the same place. He's then, he says, right, I'll play another provisional. He's hit that in the same place, and then he's walked off. He's walked off the golf course. He's never got off the first tee. And he's a free handicapper. Never even went to find to see whether his first ball was in play. Uh, so he massively catastrophized. He's mm. thinking he's five off the tee. I can't possibly win today. Never got off the first tee. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's wow, a shocker. That's... And this guy's yeah. a really capable golfer. He could have, he could have had six, seven birdies in a round, but uh, catastrophized, mm. you're right. It's ultimately about controlling your emotions, isn't it? It is, mood. yeah. And that's and... why golf is sometimes seen as a... Um, you know, a more of a mental game, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, uh, people, 60s, 70s, 80s, I see them throwing their clubs frustrated. <laughs> you know, it's just a game I of I think, golf, you know, um, I know people say it's a mental game, but, um, but I think, you know, um, having known something about the body and the physicality, I think if you work with your body, that can almost um, 
guide your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? So say if you relax your body, you can relax your mind. Because they were saying, just relax your brain. Well, sometimes it's not that easy. But if you relax your body, your brain's going to follow it, and vice versa. So that's a technique, really, isn't it? Try and just Well, what what we like to do is we... um, People say... Generally, tension would start from a grip, but actually it doesn't stop there. You'll probably Mm. hold it in your forearms, your shoulders, your lower back, your your legs. Um, So what we like to do is give tension a score out of 10, because we feel if you can measure it, you can change it. So listen up, big tip coming up here. Big tip coming up. So if you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Mm. uh, in terms of tension, for us, the Goldilocks number would be five and under. Um, so if you're, let's say you're at seven, just retry, try reducing your grip tension initially by two, but be aware of where else tension might change in your body. So think of your forearms, Does, do they feel a little bit more relaxed? Definitely shoulders, mm-hmm. commonly right-handed golfers you see in their left shoulder, that tends to be very high and up towards their ear. Um, then across the back of the shoulders, the thoracic spine, it, it hides in there, lower back, definitely hides in there so if you're if you're slightly too far away from the golf ball you might feel tension in your lower back just stand a little tall and take that tension away it might mean you get a bit closer to the ball um your knees you know a lot of people hold tension in their knees but if you can start to relax that bit um the reason we want people to be to have less tension is so that they their muscles become long loose and elastic which is when they're at their most efficient that's when they're going so to get the ball better. further Unfortunately, you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately you do. Uh, so it's not uncommon for people to gain anything up to five to ten yards yeah. just through reducing tension yeah, we in the body. that one guy, didn't he? He's like, yeah, I was hitting it great, but too far. Yeah, he, he complained. He says, I've got a complaint to make. Um, he says, I've just lost six balls all over the back of the green. I said, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. I'll just give you a different club. Yes. <laughs> so that's bang on, Joe. You're yeah. right. Yeah, bless them. Well, I hope you've enjoyed... Um, today's podcast anyway um so you can find julian just by putting into youtube really easy swinging golf easy swing golf or juliemellagolfschool.com yeah yeah um, uh, you know if you so want any help find. advice just message me YouTube, or give me a call yeah, you're normally or, quite good at know. responding we try uh, to, people, to yeah. yeah and then um if you're interested in using the game of golf to learn about um business skills and leadership uh we run our first tea directors club don't we which we do is indeed. all about getting out in the fresh air learning a bit of golf overlaying it with business skills it's very enjoyable so uh, we've got an open day coming up in a couple of weeks haven't we yeah let's hope the british weather um looks after us now go away rain Go away, Rain. <laughs> Enjoy the Masters. Uh, I've no idea who's going to win, but I think it's going to be a very exciting Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting Sunday. Uh, when are your next courses? They're all online, aren't they? They You've are got online. got one or two running yeah. each month um, at Warwickshire, but, um, but you're more than happy to um, you know, visit other people's um, places if they want you to go there or countries. Yeah. Yes, countries. We, Not we too can, often. <laughs> we can do that. And, uh, you know, one to one lessons are always available. Yeah. So uh, just get in touch if, if you're intrigued by what we do and, yeah. uh, and you'd like some help and advice. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, June. It's been lovely to have you on today. And, um, and we'll hope you join us again for our podcast. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Bye.